Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded fan fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and yank at our beards and chew our beards and, and that kind of thing. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts. I'll let whoever wants to go first, Mister. Oh, Andy Conjure at Turner. What an honour! Thank Turner. you. <laughs> and the Mister. Mister Ben Errington. How are we doing? Good man. Yeah, pretty good. How are you doing? How are yeah. you doing? I had a bottle of wine the other night, um, red wine, and I was like, I'm pulling the proper Ben, uh, ben Arrington tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I felt myself get really drunk like, really quickly. Oh, you did? Like, it's also uh, like, it's a different kind of drunk when you drink red wine. It's like a euphoric. I was like really, ha- I was like super happy for some, for no reason. Nothing good was happening. Just drinking red wine. No, no. Did you? Yeah, I did. It was a tactical one though, because when I was trying to sleep, the room was spinning like a fucking waltzer. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> well, inconsistently uh, spinning more if you're yeah. a young girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so not my not my finest moment, but uh, I've done some horror quizzes in the, like last week, and I'm in kicking ass. So I'm that against blame. like people who aren't seasoned horror quiz no, horror no. podcasters. I've, been, I've done a couple on done a couple online on YouTube um, with a right well. It's like old recordings, but of a rival, I say rival, but more like peers, a rival horror podcast, Evolution of Horror. Don't know if you guys have ever checked that out. Maybe, actually. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to give it a go. A, a pretty good quiz. Not as ex- expansive and as fun as yours, Andy, but still some pretty good, some pretty good interesting rounds. And the one thing I thought I'd mention to you, Andy, simply because I'm sure we'll be doing another quiz at some point, is... We should get some picture rounds on the go. Don't want to, don't want to tread on your feet there. No, it's good. Actually, we've done that. work for a podcast. You yeah, that's to. the reason. That's the only reason I've stayed away from picture rounds before, just because of yeah. the, the the visual nature of them. But so um, you could do a similar thing where you have someone do an impression, like you give them a <laughs> yeah. horror creature, and then the person has to do an impression of that creature oh. for the other people to guess. That's, that's pretty oh, okay. good. 
And I got uh, some but... suggestions from the Facebook group as well. I know, um, just checking the names, who it was that was in touch. David Nesbitt from the from the Facebook group was on, suggested yeah. um, a couple of rounds. One, I'm not sure if you've ever played Keyword Countdown, if you're familiar with that, that the guys on IGN and a few other places do. But um, he's put that into the mix. I might have to have a game of that sometime. Yes. Cool. The only reason I suggested that is because with so many quizzes that you've done and the quality is so, so high, I mean, I have no doubt you're going to maintain that, but at the same time, just wanted to throw some suggestions in yeah, there, just, always... for, just for things, just for things that I find easier, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very visual. Yeah. Very visual. After last week, is it like, which horror, which horror ape is this? Is it, is it Amy? <laughs> is it whole... Monkey Gorillas? Is it Dunstan? If we do a whole quiz based on horror apes, then I'll be incredibly impressed. One that goes on for three hours as well. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Dunstan checks in, last week uh, you said you were going to watch Dunstan checks in. Did you watch Dunstan checks in? I actually know the answer. <laughs> but uh, we've got to get in. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, after last week and all the mentions of Dunstan checks in, Weirdly, by the time we finished the podcast, I had no interest in actually going to watch the film. I checked out, <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't watch it. I think Andy's done a not an official watch, but uh, I've yeah. um, I've scrubbed through and um, yeah, know, seen seen a couple of key scenes. I've seen Pee Wee Herman, what he's all about. I've seen seen Dunstan himself knocking a kid down an air vent. Um, <laughs> do you remember the part where he massages a woman I, I saw that on the scrubbing bit through and then she sexually assaulted the actual masseuse Jesus. when uh, when he came back in I guess Dunstan had got a really worked up and had implied <laughs> consent on that man's behalf and then wow. mistakenly um, she she acted on that so I'm not sure a court would convict her of it yeah who's but, in the um, wrong in that situation so, Dunstan. She, so when Dunstan was massaging her, wait, Dunstan is yeah. the monkey, right? Dunstan, Dunstan's the uh, the orangutan. Yeah, he. Um, I think he just uses his powerful ape hands to yeah. apply pressure in a way that perhaps the the character there she had thought felt it was before. a human. She thought it was the human masseuse, and he'd actually just stepped out the room to get some uh, oils, know, some oils or whatever. That's mas- a weird. That's quite a common. Uh, sort of sitcom setup, isn't it? Masseuse, masseuse scenario where the someone ends up massaging. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely in Friends, and I feel like I've seen it in other stuff before. Friends, which also it. includes it a monkey. In something I watched last night, the new series of Disenchantment. There was that exact scene. Oh right. Why does it keep happening? It's such a common yeah. trope. I'm going to build a, a story, like a book life. or a film around that one scene. <laughs> it's just going to be that. But like saw, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Place. I'm pretty sure that's got its own subgenre on Pornhub as well. The mistake of Masseuse. One way to find out. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> to be honest, though, when we were talking about monkeys, uh, <laughs> when we were oh, talking yeah. about monkey horror last last week, and I mentioned that film Link, I've done a bit of digging into Link. Uh, so I found out. So I, I think we only mentioned it by name. But listen to this for a premise. When a female zoology student is invited to a remote seaside mansion to assist a primatology professor with ex- experiments involving chimpanzees, den- dangerous events start to occur, occur, all involving the intelligent 45-year-old chimp Link. I like how he's got an age. Mm. 
I've just thought of another monkey horror film as well, Phenomena, or uh, it's that Argento film. It's got a different yeah. name as well. That's got a monkey horror thing going on. A surprise monkey horror. A surprise, surprise monkey. Yeah, it's not in any of the marketing. Uh, this monkey though is in a suit, like from from the, like all the images I see of it. Like a it's like a but it's like a monkey butler, and there's also a still of it. What looks like it's lifting up a car. I've got to see it. I need to. We need. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and and also as mentioned on the Discord this week, uh, our classic episode on the Omen, which also includes some primates, the baboons barking uh, a yeah. bad boy. Baboons bark at the bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which you know is a a true highlight of monkey horror in the history of cinema. I Although we're being unfair to those baboons, they were barking at the devil's kid. Are they not the heroes of the piece? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heroes are often misunderstood. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't speak baboons. He, he even turned us, he even turned you guys against the baboons. <laughs> yeah, bloody baboons, leave him alone. He's the son of the devil. Oh, well, I guess so. When you put it that but anyway, way. <laughs> anyway, for Monkey Horror, I think Link is going to be something I'm going to have to check out because it's got quite a good um, cast. It's got Elizabeth Shue uh, from The Boys. I feel like Terrence, it's an untapped Stamp. market. There's got to be more monkey horror films, monkey, surely. Because monkeys are scary. Yeah. yeah. Have your face up. And strong. Yeah, yeah. And strong. And they, they can are. climb. And they, they eat their own shit. Well. <laughs> and they eat their own shit while staring directly at you. Yeah, they're only weak against water. They're not They're not great at that, I hear. They like water. They like melt. Yeah, they're, like the wicked witch. No, they're, 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 like, they're, rock, they're like rock type. They're, they're weak against it. <laughs> you get a type advantage. You, if you yeah. ever have to fight an ape, do it on the water. What <laughs> what type are they? Monkeys. Um, tree type. Yeah, tree type. Rock tree rock type. fighting, maybe. <laughs> there are monkey Pokemon as well, right? Yeah. Loads. Primate. Probably someone. Primate. There's tons of others. Yeah. Oh, um have we got any news of a of the monkey hour news? That should be a new uh, segment. Monkey <laughs> hour news. It was on the Ricky Gervais podcast, wasn't it? Uh, just a, a section called oh, Monkey yeah. News. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, a few things this week. I don't know if you guys saw that HBO Max preview saying that like loads of films are coming out on HBO Max this year, but we yeah. got like seconds of a few things, including Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, which I think some photos were released as well. Um, yeah. And I think there's like a still of that James Wan's Malignant and also a tiny snippet of the Conjuring Free as well, just like Patrick Wilson on the phone. Mm. Um, <laughs> Someone on the phone I... said, "The devil, they made me do it." I'll <laughs> see about the that. The devil made me do it, did he? I'll oh, be right I'll come there. Around, come around right now. The malignant still looks interesting. It's kind of like on. It looks like it's on its side, and in the background, it's some weird. It looks like maybe an alternate universe. I can't really work it out. Um, but I've heard it might have um, influences from Jalo as well as a as a genre um which could be quite interesting for a modern film to to do something like that it looks very red in the still like red with a blue background so maybe it's just the a little twist on jello a little twist on jello <laughs> just Not a yellow, little twist red <laughs> yeah exactly well you, you know like uh obviously there's some striking red imagery in a lot of uh like dario Argento stuff and that so uh yeah so that's what I've got for that. I don't know if you guys also saw the trailer this week. 
for the Nicolas Cage versus Evil Animatronics. I did movie. actually, yeah. It's like Willy's a Freddy, Wonderland. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's sort of thing going on. Yeah, the poster is outstanding. Um, very exciting. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I will. But that sounds like quite an interesting concept, which I'm sure Nicolas Cage is going to have a hell of a lot of fun with. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Willy's Wonderland. So he's called the janitor, Nicolas Cage. He finds himself stranded in a remote town. Unable to to pay the repair shop to fix his Jeep, he agrees to work off his debt by spending the night cleaning Willy's Wonderland. Not just cleaning (laughs) Willy's. Cleaning Willy's Wonderland. Uh, An abandoned feet pipe... That's weird. Like, how dirty is this place? Like, oh, am I going to work this off? Well, my abandoned theme park full of animatronic characters needs cleaning, so you can go and go in there and do that. Also, just Jesus. take an invoice, pay it within thirty days. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What this is like work, like washing the dishes when you can't afford to <laughs> pay for your, pay for your meal at the restaurant. This is mad. This kind of stuff don't happen anymore. Anyway, but it also says, and the janitor doesn't play nice. So I'm assuming the owner of this abandoned theme park is going to be fuming in the morning. Because it ain't going to be clean, is it? Uh, I'd say watch the trailer, but maybe maybe don't, because the trailer okay. might give away a bit too much. I might watch the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. I've, watched, I've been watching more, like, less and less trailers since I haven't been going to the cinema, because mm. I feel like trapped where i have to watch trailers and as i think i've mentioned before i think i've seen the trailer for a quiet place part two more than i've actually seen my own reflection in the mirror so (laughs) it's all uh, over the place yeah so i'm kind of liking my newfound freedom from not watching trailers it's quite exciting for when i watch new releases especially when stuff's coming out on on what what sells you on a movie more the poster like a really good poster or a really good trailer I think a trailer. Yeah, I like a trailer. Well, yeah, I, I, posters can be kick-ass, but you know, you part of you knows maybe they just hired a good graphic designer. Yeah, don't trust and I think them. quite a lot of big films that have been great sometimes have the initial release. Certainly, the ones they have on the billboards are not always the best posters. That they mm. there was like a series of like the generic, oh, the yeah. generic mashup of just here's a few faces from the film like. Um, Always reminds me like it's very like very cut and paste from like the first Iron Man, and it's like okay, so Uh, let's get all those faces. Um, But then other people you do, you see them on the on the socials that people do incredible posters. Yeah, like fan made or just you know artists who are making posters for films. Just uh, some of them are absolutely amazing. But trailers, I feel like I still get like getting the goosebumps from a trailer. You know, when it's something you've been really looking forward to. And you've had so many thoughts about it, and then suddenly you see like a, a money shot moment, which can be a shame because sometimes it's good to just see it in the film. But I think sometimes seeing it in the trailer can be just as exciting. Yeah, I, I, I guess I prefer trailer to be a bit more teasery and a bit less. Yeah. Explaining. Yeah, I think a you good example. Do, you can do good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, the only other bit of news I've got is that the sci-fi 10-episode series Day of the Dead will have ties to the original movie, apparently. Not just in name, so I'm guessing... So including the same title, yeah. <laughs> including the same title. It's weird, because uh, I always felt like I was really done with zombies, but it's been a while now, and I'm kind of thinking, I wouldn't mind checking wouldn't out mind some more zombie stuff. 
Yeah. Did you guys? I know I mentioned it before, but did you guys see Kingdom on no, Netflix? No, didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. Didn't. I heard you that, talk about. It's the Korean one, right? Yeah, that kind of re that revitalized zombies for me. I was a bit done, mm. and I didn't really want to see anything. And I was like, well, zombies in an era kind of feels a bit like okay, let's see see how that's done. But it was good. My friend Duncan has lent me Days Gone, the the zombie horde game thing. So I'm looking forward to that might scratch that zombie itch. Yeah, I've got that as well, sir. So, um, Did we get some spiral news this week? Because oh, that's not HBO Max, is it? Like I saw some screenshots. Yeah. Um, are we do a trailer soon? I think the story I saw, which was just about, I don't know if it was the makers of or whether it was Chris Rock saying they wanted it to be more like Seven than Saul. Uh, sort of like a police procedural um, mystery okay. horror, I guess, where it's like a detective unraveling something. I can't remember where I saw that, but that that was. I only read the headline in the first couple of paragraphs. So, but that obviously got pushed back. Have we seen a trailer for that? I've, I've seen some shots. I'm not sure I've seen a trailer yet, though. Yeah, I've seen a but poster. And... Speaking of the Saw franchise, it was the creator and your best mate Lee Wannell's, um birthday over the weekend, I think. Happy oh, birthday, yeah. Lee. <laughs> happy birthday, Lee. I wish you many happy returns of the day for that day. Sorry, a bit late. Apologies. Um, yeah. That's it for the news. That's all I've got. That's all she cool. wrote. Um, has anybody seen anything good this week? Or bad? Or, or mediocre? Bad. Anybody? I haven't Catherine? seen it yet, but um, I found something that I really want to seek out i think it was a nightmare on film street post that showed like um there is uh like an indian version of nightmare on elm street um the whole film is on i i don't have the title in front of me i'll look it up in a second i'll probably pronounce it terribly at the same time but um the whole film is on youtube sadly not with with subtitles on it i'm going to try and see if it is you could... available anywhere with subs, because um... I thought you were could... going to say, I'm just going to see if I can understand it. I'm just going. I think it's I think it's fairly shot for shot. Nightmare on Street. Not... The musical numbers okay. might not translate as easily, but is um... it Mahakal, a Nightmare on Street ripoff in Hindi. That's it. Oh yeah, I can see the knife fingers. That's interesting. I saw a couple of clips from the um, Nightmare on Film Street um, post about it. And I'm gonna to have to seek it out, I think, and watch. I, I looked a couple of clips on the YouTube channel. I'm gonna to have to um, sit and watch that. Other than that, I've just been playing Darksiders still, going through that old series where I guess it's horror related because there's demons and stuff. But I'm a big man with a sword. I'm chopping them all up. <laughs> Get them uh, chopped. Never, never played that. Is it I'm more sorry. of an Xbox thing? Um, I think it's on everything, but um, I had them all from an old yeah. sale on the on the xbox so i thought oh you know what go through these on the quiet until yeah something i really want to get into when new comes out and that medium is next week i think so cool uh i watched um, a new film on shudder um i think it's a shudder original anything for jackson i saw some people on twitter talking about it some stirrings people saying it was cracking and it was pretty cracking uh pretty good uh so the idea is it's kind of like a reverse take on The Exorcist, or it's about a reverse exorcism. Uh, these, this old couple 
who are Satanists, kind of more amateur Satanists, kidnap a, a pregnant woman. And the idea is that they're going to um, put the ghost of their dead grandkid in the baby. <laughs> so okay. so they, make, they kind of make a deal with the devil. The thing that makes it kind of fun and really interesting is they're not very good Satanists. So things don't quite go um, as planned. And it's like lots of demon action, um, otherworldly stuff happening. And then it's kind of two old people trying to just <laughs> make the most of it. Um, it's really kind of well shot. I wouldn't say it's low budget. It's it, it feels quite well, quite polished. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I wouldn't, I'd probably give it like a probably a solid B plus oh, nice. around that kind of mark. It's good. Yeah, I've seen, I recognise the poster for that. I think I've seen some people chatting about it on Twitter. And yeah, Shudder are really perfect. going for it so far this year, right? I saw they had a big post about all the new originals they've got coming out in January alone. It seems like off the back of them having a really strong end to last year, they're really they're really going for the new content this year. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing they got a lot more subscribers last year with the new with the originals. Hmm. I've just remembered as well, there's one ghoulish ghost thing in, in uh Enemy with Jackson. Uh, with a whole thing around flossing its teeth, which was creepy as shit. It was yeah. it was pretty great. Uh, yeah, just watch it for that moment, I guess. All right. Oh well, that's good, man. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, that's about it for the horror stuff. Other than the topic of tonight, uh, I've been watching more Samurai Jack because that's just so nice to put on. Uh, yeah. Eric Andre show, because that's good to Lovely. wake you up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did manage to see uh, Sputnik. Ah, the, it's on uh, Netflix, isn't it? It is on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, so good. I think I it only came that. on Netflix. I think it only came on Netflix this week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um. Not the most original sort of sci-fi slash. I mean, do you guys kind of know what it's about? Kind of. Yeah, like I know a, a about, bit about it. A Sputnik. Okay. It's not really Shit. about, isn't it? Isn't it a bit of a? It's a bit about A bit of a venom. A bit of a venom goes a in a venom. guy and then he comes a out. Bit, a bit of venom. A bit of like classic alien. Um, it reminds the creature without giving too much away. It reminded me of the creature from Life as well. I don't know if you guys saw that with. That, he was a bit of a venom as well, wasn't he? <laughs> bit of a venom, he was like yeah. a venom, but yeah, like a little cute. He was a face. right nasty bastard, wasn't he? That thing in Life. He was just a horrible bastard. That bit where he kills Ryan Reynolds. I was like, yes. He's a treasure. (laughs) He's a bloody treasure. Leave him alone. Um, It was pretty good. Um, The the, creature effects are great. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I I found it quite slow. And the parts where there wasn't a creature. comes on screen. The part where Putin (laughs) came on screen and just started just going on. Going off on one. Um, be careful, guys. Oh, if any world leaders listening is going to get you for slagging him off, that's <laughs> true. That's true. But I'm sure he doesn't enjoy any sort of Western content, you know. Uh, you know, he doesn't consume any of it. Steven Seagal. But, yeah. Well, it's Steven Seagal, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Steven yeah. Seagal. He loves him. Yeah. Um, now you said both those names. That's I'll, it. I'll There'll be a, a connection, an algorithm. <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah. Well, if, you are <laughs> if you are listening, Vladimir, um, 
Big fan. <laughs> if you are listening, Vladimir, just have a day off, for God's sake. Can't be bloody president forever. Just give it a rest. Let someone else have a turn. Uh, so what? all of the Teaching non... Vladimir about sharing is like, never thought of it that way. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. Why has no one else told me that? Um, all of the non-alien creature stuff in this movie I find a bit slow. And I didn't really care about any of the characters. That's that's pretty much it. That's all I got to say on that. Okay. Um, yeah. And the only other the only other thing I saw was so I've been doing the true crime on Netflix because they've had some good stuff. I saw the yeah. Ripper last week, which I mentioned. So I watched the four part Netflix uh, docu- documentary about Night Stalker, um, the hunt for a serial killer, which I kind of knew a little bit about, but it was pretty gruesome and harrowing and a little bit. Is that the Stalker know. one? The Night Stalker one? That's like yeah, Richard so Ramirez, is that his name? Richard Ramirez. So he just lets himself into houses in Los Angeles and just did a wide variety of sick stuff. Um, but it was pretty interesting, not just to find out about his crimes, but also like yeah. how, how he was caught. Spoiler, he was caught. Um, <laughs> that was a big spoiler. He, he was caught, but also like about... Um, the way some after he got caught, the way some women treated him as like a, almost like a sex symbol. Yeah, that's like the weirdest stuff. And isn't he yeah. caught with like his shades on and stuff like that? Yeah, it's really weird because like throughout they're like he's got horrible teeth and uh, he stinks of bo. <laughs> and women were like, some women were like, yes, that's <laughs> what I wanted. <laughs> bo, I love a good bit bit bo. Yeah, but he kind of went into it a bit. And obviously with documentaries like this, they do kind of fall into the habit of sort of making a big deal about that sort of stuff but they kind of didn't focus on it on it too much but yeah it's pretty fascinating especially like the how certain evidence was um the way they sort of found certain evidences evidences and uh, the police like how they were involved um because the ripper the police were just a bunch of absolute knobheads but the police in this, you kind of respect them. They've almost got like a bit of celebrity appeal about them as well. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm a hot shot. I'm a hot shot detective trying to find the Night Stalker. They've got like cool jackets and stuff, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like their their stories and you find out a bit about their families and stuff. It kind of made you right. Oh, better bloody catch him. Better catch him. But spoilers, they, they did. They got him. They spoilers, they did. But it's not just down to them. It was like. A, if you know anything about Richard Ramirez, the way he was caught, it was like a real community effort. Like, I'll just let, if you want to watch it, go and watch it because the way he's caught is pretty satisfying. You're like, yeah, eat shit. Yeah. Eat shit, buddy. (laughs) And you think they could have really dispelled the whole thing of people really liking him. Like if you knew that he was getting this celebrity, every time he was in the paper, you'd always like take the photo as he was blinking or something. So he's like, (laughs) (laughs) look at him. So this is mad. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any of his victims at all, but he killed a man named Peter Pan. That is the last straw. That is the last <laughs> straw. Killed a man named Peter Pan. Yeah. It was almost like on the same level as Les Battersby being in the Ripper thing. <laughs> like, of, of just like mind blowing what? When they said his 13th victim. I like how Peter they Pan. throw in like an episode three or four landmine for Ben. He just can't get get over these little facts that are just thrown in casually. Because they're there talking about it. Like no, in the in the uh, in the series, nobody mentions the fact that he killed Peter Pan. They're all just talking about it normally. Like yeah, and then he killed Peter Pan. And you're like, 
Did they show you the picture of the, the Disney cartoon, Peter Pan? No. no. <laughs> With, like, not a real picture. I feel, ter- <laughs> yeah. I feel terrible laughing about it, but I'm laughing at the bizarre nature of the fact that that name was just thrown in there. It's a common name. And I like the Peter Pans. <laughs> <laughs> Never grew up. Yeah. Yeah, mostly as kids, oddly enough, but uh, lost touch as, as I left school. <laughs> yeah but i recommend it if you're into stuff like that like i find it a bit hit and miss sometimes it could be like they've dragged these true crime things out way too long where you're just like okay and there is four episodes about the trial and you're like oh Jesus. yeah i like a, i like a yeah. bit of a true crime story um there's a couple of good ones on netflix there's the one about the stairs oh yeah, that's a real yeah. you know was it him was it an owl was it a, like <laughs> genuinely that's a real thing um, the thing is with that one, you come away thinking, I still don't know. Like, yeah. I still don't know what happened. Yeah. It was an a, owl. That, that's a <laughs> Yeah, it could, could be an owl, could be Weird the guy. Weird that he, the guy had very owlish eyebrows as well. I think yeah. he is he oh, is an owl a bit, animorph. A bit beaky. Um, <laughs> owl animorph. <laughs> and then there's the good, I think, don't last put time I checked, the... I've not seen Don't Fuck With Cats. Although it's got some pretty horrendous, horrendous bits. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I could bring myself to do it. There's The Lost Honor of Christopher Jeffries is um, oh, on yeah. there, like a UK-based one. It's dramatised, and I feel so bad for that guy, because it was yeah, the guy that... Yeah. It's actually about the guy that didn't do anything. Like, But still, I think if you ask a lot of people, certainly UK-based people, they tend to remember that, oh, that was the guy that was the suspect. So it's actually about a guy that didn't do the murder. And how he was. The actor who plays him was great as well. In yeah, Bristol. it's really good. Uh, in Bristol. Mm. Yeah, so true crime recommendations this week. There was yeah. a, a crime around here. Uh, there was like some a woman who had buried some people in under a patio. I don't know if there's anything exciting about it, but I'm looking forward to the true crime documentary about it. Mm. And so a patio woman. <laughs> it was Fred and Rose West in the southwest as well. They put people in their patio. It's a common way. Common way to get rid of your Peter Pans. <laughs> get in many patio. ways, maybe murderers have been massively disadvantaged by the increased um, popularity of decking and like block paving in general, as opposed to patios. They've yeah. been absolutely screwed over, haven't they? <laughs> B and Q no, we... <laughs> on a on a one company. Just <laughs> rampage against serial killers. Rampage yeah. against serial yeah. killers. Yeah. Times up, fuckers. <laughs> That's the times B-Q up tagline on the advert. Times up, fuckers. Being cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. You better not do it if other people being cute it because you never tied the bodies. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, but that was pretty much it this week. Apart um, from the, the, the film of the hour. Yeah, yes indeed. So, People Under Stairs. People <laughs> Under Stairs is a 1991 horror comedy film. I, I, the thing I saw was hum, horror comedy, mystery, thriller, fantasy. It was a bit of everything. Yeah. Coming of age. Written and directed Crime. by Wes Craven, <laughs> starring everybody from Twin Peaks, uh, <laughs> Brandon Adams, yeah, Everett McGill, yeah. Wendy Roby, AJ Langer. Uh, Ving Rames isn't even listed here. I got him in mind. Uh, t- two adults and a juvenile with a weird name 
break into a house occupied by a brother and sister and their stolen children. That's kind of a spoiler. Gives away the And therefore, points. they must fight for their lives. Yeah. So, um, ratings across the board, IMDb 6.4, 68% of Rotten Tomatoes, 58% audience, Letterboxd at 3.4. A couple of choice reviews from Letterboxd. Jeffrey wrote, batshit, five stars. Um, <laughs> Shane Henry wrote, Wes, as in Wes Craven, Wes the Exit, one star. Oh, <laughs> Wes the Exit. I mean, He's been waiting for that. He's I, I will, down every Wes Craven movie. I will, I will give him that over last week's Kong No. Oh, yeah. It's not the same guy, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Kong No. Did you guys, yeah. this is completely, completely off the off topic did you guys ever seen uve bowls letterboxd account Which I think uh, maybe I, I think it was short short-lived but i think he like deleted after a while but he was like reviewing marvel movies and stuff i like uh, seeing filmmakers who are a bit disgruntled the guy who did fantastic four the the new yeah. the one. Movie, josh, right? josh Tra- josh josh yeah he was on there like not ripping into stuff, but being brutally honest yeah. <laughs> with his critiques of stuff. That's pretty good. That's good. The U- yeah. It looks like the Uwe Ball account is gone. Oh. Um, so he was just basically just being quite horrible about lots of movies, but kind of wasn't making sense either. I kind of want to find an example, but... Putting like comparisons on the end, not as good as seminal video game adaptation, Alone <laughs> in the <laughs> Dark. I've got. Yeah. I have found three of his reviews actually, and I will mention these quickly. Rambo: First Blood Part Two. His review says the boy, <laughs> the movie that Ram turns, no, <laughs> the movie that turns boys into men's. <laughs> what? Uh, the hungover, the hungover games. I don't even know what that is. And he just writes, "I liked the breasts." <laughs> and Zombieland, he writes, four hipsters, fucking crap." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uve. Uve Bowl. What a guy. Um, what a very angry guy. man. So in this film, we got Brandon Adams, who plays Point Dexter, which I don't know is a real name. Point Dexter oh. Williams, but they don't even use that name. They call him Fool throughout, throughout the film. Point Dexter. It's not Point Dexter, it's Point Dexter. Like a scientist. <laughs> like what you yeah. like to say, if you're Bullying a kid for wearing glasses yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, is the name Dexter short for Point Dexter? Like Rich is short for Richard. Insult. So his name's Point Dexter, and they call him Fool as his like name's a... Point Dexter. And they never really bring it up. I think once or twice they go Point Dexter. Someone said to me the name is Point Dexter. I'm like, I'm calling you Point Dexter. You're not getting away with it with your weird nickname. <laughs> Fool, <laughs> or at least a short name, short name like <laughs> like Dex or something like that. But like no Point. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Point Dexter, Paul Williams. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, from Twin Peaks crowd, Everett McGill and Wendy Roby, Wendy Roby, who played a kind of love interest in Twin Peaks, which is a, was very cool for for Twin Peaks fans to see. Um, I f- didn't realize Everett McGill could be this hammy. <laughs> like in Twin Peaks, he's very kind of taciturn and and mm. kind of. S- s- steady and, and quiet and so in the, he's a weird weird guy in this film uh, oh, yes. in his gimp suit which i forgot i'd seen this film when i was a very young kid i did not remember there was a gimp suit 
That's a, it's the second movie with Ving Rhames and a gimp. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets, he gets plugged by him both times. <laughs> he does. He, he, well, he really does. Unlucky. He must be like. Before I say yes to this movie, is there a gimp in it? And no. he okay. says, "Okay, which hole?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's already dropped his kex. Yeah. Um, AJ Langris, Alice was she the little girl? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't recognise her. She has a hot bath in this film. <laughs> Ooh, Almost as hot bath. as the baths that when Cat, my fiance, has a bath, and I get in after she's done, and it's so hot. <laughs> Like, I don't understand how someone can have a bath when it's that hot. Um, she just She's made of steam. She just goes out the door like that. Uh, Billy Cobbs, uh, or as you might say in Bristol, Billy Baps. Billy Baps, <laughs> Billy, yeah. Billy Baps or Rolls. You know, uh, Grandpa Booker. Uh, Grandpa T. <laughs> What's the rest of called? TJ Booker. T- Booker T. Booker T, that's the one. Yeah, this Bill is Cobb the guy. Grandpa Booker T. This is the guy from. I still know what you did last summer, isn't it? This is what I recognised him from. The old dude in who like helps them. I think they think he's the killer first, and then he helps them in the on the the one on the island. And he's uh, in. I don't know. Not as familiar with. I still did. I still know what you did last summer, as as you might think. And he's <laughs> yeah. one of the old. He's one of the old fellas in uh the. Not in the museum movies, you know, there's like he Mickey is Ruby one of and... Dick Van Dyke's mates, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly Joe Minter is Ruby Williams. Don't remember who that was, maybe the mum. Ah, oh, that'd be the mum. The mum was the mum was. I got the relationship okay. completely wrong. Yeah, uh, Sean Whalen is Roach, who was the kind of freaky looking kid, slash, he was a bit of a Peter Pan, Rufio sort of guy, tongueless boy, tongueless boy. He, you'd recognise him if you look uh, at him now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a very like specific face, I would say. Yeah, he's been in. I think he's been in loads of stuff, but yeah, where do I recognise him from? I think he's in. Like the yeah, shape of his face is unforgettable. Yeah, like, once you've seen that, imagine him made up. Imagine him made up as the Joker. Yeah, it'd be good. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few people here as well. I'd, some of the cops stairmaster who who was the stairmaster that's like uh that's like guy yeah one of the guys i guess that's under the stairs is the leader stairmaster <laughs> stairmaster is like um something you work out with isn't it like some yeah. piece yeah. of workout equipment i'm just having a go on the old stairmaster yeah yeah um yeah did it a, a, maybe yeah, it must be those guys the kind of the grunge rock band that lived downstairs yeah yeah, the grunge rock band. They all look thin like meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Did you say meatloaf? Yeah, they all look meatloaf. like meat, meatloaf when he was made up in the uh, "I Would Do Anything for Love" video. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "That's meatloaf. He's been. That's where he's been all this time." It's weird because it's it kind of makes out that they're like zombie kids, but also like normal kids. And like, I don't because they eat people. They like eat hands and stuff. But. They're just they're like if you put a kid in a basement Rubbish. for so long, he's not going to mutate, is he? I guess they've just been <laughs> down here for so long. You know, maybe after all these lockdowns come out, we'll comparatively look like the <laughs> the, the grooms under the stairs. Yeah. A lack, severe lack of vitamin D. Is that the sun one? 
Yeah, that's the sun one. <laughs> Sunny D. Sunny D. Yeah. That's what they'll be off to get to, um, when they get free. A couple of bottles of Sunny D, sort them right out. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> they kind of rejuvenate, yeah. <laughs> Just restore them. Uh, okay, so uh, the film starts with a certain Poindexter, I know that is, Full Williams. Oh, it's got like a tarot reading at the start. Um, That's that, is that how he gets his nickname? Because he gets the card that is the Fool when it's his birthday? Yeah, but everyone's calling him Fool constantly throughout the... It's one like, of those nicknames that's really caught on. Maybe like, the word gets out, never expected yeah. it to. Yeah. Oh, you got Fool in your, in your tarot reading. What? No? <laughs> We're just going to call you Fool from now on. Is that all the week before, like, yeah. you know, like they were watching the A-Team and he was a big fan of BA. He used to use his thing. He said, oh, I'm going to call you Fool. And, and then just coincidentally, like a, a, a later date, it came up in his cards. Yeah. Believable. Uh, so in the tarot readings, there's, I can't remember, I think it was like, a fool grabbing the sun or something like that. There was like a dog and there was a sun. Maybe if you watch it back, there's lots of symbolism, but like, because there's a dog in the film. Oh, by the way, before we start dipping deep into the plot, and there's quite a bit of plot to dip into, have you seen this before? Is this the first time watch? This is the first time I'd ever seen it. First time for me as well. Were you expecting this to be like it is? No. From, yeah, I was expecting it to be, I don't know, like a bit ghosty and magic, maybe? Or I thought the people under the stairs were going to be a bit like the Don't Be Afraid of the Dark Ghoulies, like, you know, like slightly supernatural. Um, but they're not. Um, and I thought, genuinely, I think from Wes Craven's caliber, you know, this is coming after A Nightmare on Elm Street and all that thing, I thought it was going to be less of a kids horror movie where they also mm. say fuck um yeah. than it was i mean it could have if you remove like one or two little bits it could easily have been a kids horror movie or like a long episode of goosebumps if you just removed the cannibalism and yeah gimp and gimp and uh... <laughs> if you get rid of the gimp you're getting rid of like half the film it's true, there's a lot of gimp. You could just run it up and down a car. Yeah, if they just had a wardrobe change, though, and he, for some reason, hunted people more effectively when dressed as. He gets into that suit very quick. Like He does. I reckon he's got it lined with butter. Inside. Yeah, I reckon that their, 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 their talc <laughs> bill is through the roof. <laughs> or he's Slips got like some sort of. Right into yeah, it. <laughs> he's got some sort of Wallace and Gromit like contraption. Yeah. There's a lot of, like a lot of Iron chains Man. and pulleys. Yeah, Iron Man puts a, gets into his. Briefcase suit. His is the gift <laughs> suit slips over him. <laughs> it's his extremist armor that can come in the pieces and attach. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Oh, that kind of weird. Whenever he, he's chasing someone in a gimp suit, he does these kind of weird Tarzan noises. Do you know what I mean? He kind of goes, "Oh, he's very <laughs> shouty." You can tell they've got a detached house. You couldn't do that if you were in a terrace. I'm thinking that. How yeah. did they like soundproof this house so that like shotgun? Blasts couldn't be heard. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know what houses like in America? Most of them are detached. Big, big land. Going to shut noises all the oh. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw this film on a, um, a long, long time ago, and I didn't really remember thinking it was good. I just remember thinking, I've no idea what it was. Um, watching it this time, there's like a bunch of like, I'm sure that Wes Craven is musing on quite, on bigger themes about like wealth distribution and yeah. racism and all this kind of stuff. But it's hard to get to that when there's just so much bonkers stuff. Like at the surface level, coming at you, gimp yeah. suits and uh, killer dogs and grunge band people under the stairs. Um, like a little kid who can some for some reason beat up grown men. Oh, <laughs> sometimes he'll give him a poke What's in the about? nose or something like that, or just like punching the. the I, I come to this, yeah, like yeah, punching the balls, but also like the kid that just goes at it with like one plan that he's going to do, but nothing to follow up, like. I'm going to yeah. go at that man with a gun. I'm going to smash him with this lamp. And then I guess I'll just wing it from there. <laughs> yeah. There's so yeah. many times that he should have just been shotgunned in the face. That kid. <laughs> yeah. he, was just, he was on borrowed time like the whole way yeah. through this movie. <laughs> this is a hero that should not have succeeded. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, Point Dexter lives in the Los Angeles ghetto. Uh, him and his family are getting evicted. Um, he lives in like a a really crazy, it's kind of like almost dystopian little apartment building. Yeah, There's like, like people are shooting the up. Are absolute crack dens. There's like um, five yeah. dogs shouting, like having a scrap in the corner. Yeah, like yeah. fighting um, dogs. Yeah, he has uh, a rabbit he has as well. A, yeah, he has a sick mom, but she has, as 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 we learn very quickly, his mom has a completely operable form of cancer. Where literally, by the sound of it. If you had the money, you could just go to hospital and it'd be like a same day job. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can't even afford to get that cancer cut out of her, she says. It's like, yeah. oh, but yeah. she's like a list when you go in. But she's literally at death's door and they have the worst clause in the rent ever, whereby if you miss the rent by a day, you have to pay three months' rent as a punishment or will be evicted. <laughs> yeah, just be like, how how are you sticking by these rules? I mean, can I not go to citizens' advice and uh, they can say shove up your ass, landlord? Yeah. I um. What did you say? Sure, it was Ving Rames. 
the boyfriend of the sister? Or what was his relationship to this family? I think I think so, yeah. Oh, that's what that's the kind of impression I got. I don't know if that was wrong. She didn't seem very upset when he didn't come home later on in the film. Yeah. Maybe he's just like he's a boyfriend, but he's one of those where you're like he's my boyfriend but I'd rather he just fucked off they haven't put a, like a label on it obviously it's before it's a pre-Facebook yeah, yeah. era so I guess, maybe yeah. they were just seeing yeah. each other a little bit I don't know and he'd yeah. overstayed his welcome like she thought it was just a one and done but he was like what are we having for dinner and she was like oh Jesus Christ Yeah, but it's okay it's not the worst it. though because for that neighbourhood he only seems to really endorse um you know, property-based crimes. He's like, oh no, not 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 about the drugs or anything. I'm um, just about burgling the liquor store and yeah. yeah. The first thing I saw as well when he mentioned that the landlord, who were real pieces of shit, um, had a collection of gold coins, and I thought, oh my god, it's the leprechaun. He's the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> How did he find out about them having a collection of gold coins? It was on the. He mentions getting something while they were robbing the liquor store, right? And invoices, and I don't know how he knows about the collection yeah. of gold coins. And also, I think we were led to believe that uh, the landlord is also the landlord of something else, or like they seem to um, own a lot of the town. Yeah, yeah. A, lot kind of the, a lot of the town bringing up all these bad contract clauses. And as we've seen from a quick snip of them when we visit their house, also a terrible eating disorder where he just continues to eat and eat and eat but never swallow. He's just <laughs> filling his mouth with more and more food. Oh, yeah. yeah. you got to chew and swallow now. What? <laughs> That's for losers, that is. He's playing that, that game where you put, see how many marshmallows you can put in your mouth and still speak, except it's meat. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Yeah, don't choke. I'm a bit chewy, yeah. yeah. People die of that all the time. Yeah. Um... So they've also got they've got a daughter in that house. They call each other mommy and daddy, uh, and they've got a daughter called Alice who um, I can't remember what is she like reads the Bible wrong or something at the start. So she gets her hair brushed. Gets her hair brushed oh, what? She um, <laughs> finishes her dinner, and they do a classic of a bit of a horrible parent. Did you say watch? Oh, sorry, ma'am, I do love you, but she's lost her fork temporarily. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, you know what the punishment is for losing a fork? And I was like, you've established a punishment for <laughs> for losing a fork specifically. <laughs> How many times has this happened? Luckily, oh, so... there's like a disembodied arm that scoops yeah. up the fork and hands it to uh, yeah. Alice. Luckily, and um, because <laughs> she then that. implies that she's been feeding that thing in the walls. So obviously, we immediately know that they know there's something in the walls. Do we hear it at this point as well? Do we hear Rose? I can hear Rose quite a lot. Yeah, he's oh, always really? chittering on. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the most ludicrous sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Will you keep it down in there? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, to be fair, if he was live with in a crazy my walls, frog. Yeah. <laughs> if he was in my walls, I'd be trying to kill him as well. I'd be getting the uh rent to kill out to set some traps or something. Pump them walls with some gas, please, because there's a fucking <laughs> Noisy You're kid. just there, trying, <laughs> trying to eat, trying to endlessly fill your mouth with steak, just saying ding, 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 ding. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, the, uh, I quite like, I mean, the gaps in the walls. This, this film's called The People Under the Stairs, but it's also about the 
boy in the walls. Yeah, and there's the like a, the walls. there's like a big, I don't know what you call it, like a cavity like a, wall. Like cavity a cavity wall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that normal to have that so so wide? Person size. Yeah. Um, no, and there's like little sure. vents and trapdoors everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But Maybe then... if you're a pharaoh and you know you built a big <laughs> tomb to live in. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's standard house. I don't think it's up to the the you know the normal building regs. Yeah. The house is pretty massive there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Leroy and he's got a mate called Spencer. Um, they're going to go break into this house to steal the coins. Uh, Full goes with them. Yeah, because he's, why they he's kind of agreed. They're gonna, well, they're going to make some money to be able to afford the routine cancer operation and the and the rent. Mm-hmm. How much um, are these coins worth as well? Because at one point they've got a handful of them and they're like, you could pay rent for... Ever. To the year 2000. So, yeah. nine years. Yeah. <laughs> nine years of rent for, like, four coins. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they send Fool first, and he dresses as a... Um, as scout. like a Boy Scout oh, yeah. selling the yeah. cookies. And um, try as he might, he can't get in. So when the lady comes to the door, so when Mommy comes... Because we in the credits, they don't have names. They're just called Man and Woman. Yeah. Um, so Woman comes to the door. And says, "Oh no! Like we uh, we we watch what we eat very careful in this house, so we don't we don't want any cookies, thanks." It's like, "Oh, can I can I go for a weed?" Then she goes, "Nah." He goes, "I'm busting for a shite. Can you let me in?" <laughs> and they just go, "Do it elsewhere, please." And mate. she goes, <laughs> "No, absolutely not." So holds him, he like holds himself as well. I'm like, All right, uh, it doesn't really, really get into of... the acting. <laughs> he just pisses himself. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. It, this is really kind of revealed for later, but I mean, it's not pretty obvious that mommy and daddy are very racist as well to the to the rest of the people living in the neighbourhood. Um, I think they mentioned a few times that the neighbourhood's gone to pot or yeah. something along those lines. Um, yeah, so Leroy does a game, so Spencer turns himself into... The gas man. The gas man, yeah. Knocks on the door and says, I'm the guest man. Because I'll come in then, I guess. <laughs> Can I see your yeah. uh, identification? And he's just got like a shitty bit of paper that he's laminated. It says gas yeah. man. <laughs> gas man. And it, it, in the picture, he's not even looking. He's like... Yeah. Yeah. We don't really see what happens to him. I mean, we do know eventually, but we don't see it. We don't see it happen. He kind of goes inside and then leaves the fool. Oh, and then fool and... and um... Uh, Leroy, uh, Leroy in the car, and then mommy and daddy drive off somewhere and leave. Yeah, them. they got they got off in the car. Leroy goes, oh, that piece of shit, Spencer. He's in there getting all the treasure for himself. So we're we're going in after him. So they break in, and this is where <laughs> where we get where we get Leroy. I think get some of the sharpest dialogue in the whole movie as they're breaking oh, yeah. in. He gets two lines that I made uh, right, right, right above here. So first, when they're breaking in, fool like goes, "Oh, you know, maybe Spencer's like Trump. You know, he's on the way back out or whatever." He goes, "Oh, maybe the president's gonna make me secretary of pussy." <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. He says that yeah. to the kid, and the kid's like, "What?" And then in response to it, fool basically goes, "Oh, come on, mate. I'm only I'm only thirteen. And he goes, "If I may read a passage," he says. Uh, 13's the worst age. Too old for tit, 
Too young for us. But <laughs> either way. <laughs> it's just... That's yeah. fantastic, yeah. Um, but sadly, his um, his cool dialogue is um, is cut very short because he he busts the door open, and what should come tearing out but a big horrible dog who immediately like sets on him and is and is biting him to shit. Thankfully, though, Bull thinks very quickly, and the dog does respond to insults. Um, yeah. that's like a... a kids' film technique. To put yeah. in there. What did he say? You, 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 your mother sleeps with cats. Is there a mistake in masseuse pit in this film? I can't remember. <laughs> you massage mother... the dog. <laughs> yeah. Your mother sleeps with cats and the dog goes, You what? <laughs> My mother was a saint, you piece oh? of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh? And then he, um, <laughs> dog played by Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the dog, the dog lunges at him, but Fool is too quick. He jumps up and Spider Man's onto the ceiling, and yeah. then yeah. that they... dog. If this was an adult, that dog would rip his throat out. If this was like an adult film, yeah. like <laughs> that dog would fuck him up. Because it's a bit yeah. like Rottweiler, right? It's not even like just a big Rottweiler. It's kind of supernaturally kind of. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems supernatural to me that dog. But then most most of this most of the stuff in this film is kind of pushing realism, <laughs> bending it a little bit. Um, I dog can't penetrate a broom that they kind of put up against the door to, to seal yeah, it shut. So true. the dog yeah, is yeah. locked out, and they can break further into the house. Yeah, yeah. So they start looking around. Um, full uh, Piggy calls. Uh, fool a chicken or something he doesn't want to go down to his basement he's going, he's going upstairs and he wants fool to go downstairs and then on this section they have loads of they have like some classic resident evil camera angles as they walk in through the house it does loads of yeah. like fixed angle looking down like sort of um like proper like fixed camera shots from various angles as they walk in through the house when did the first resi come out it's like 96 or something 96, i guess yeah yeah uh, okay after this after this so maybe we should say that Resident Evil has lots of people under the stairs angles instead. Yeah, that would be fair. Um, so yeah, full protesting. He like go, he like he laments on the fact that he's told him that he's too much of a pussy. So he decides to go downstairs, only to find Spencer spooked, spooked to death or almost to death. I'm not sure if he's dead or just his hair on the verge of dying. Like... His hair oh, looks yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. Marv's, Marv's hair in Home <laughs> yeah. Alone 2 after he's um, been electrocuted and covered in paint. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's uh, he's been attacked with like a bag of flour. Like he's <laughs> been antiqued. He's been antiqued. With this one, though, from mm. what we learn later, I guess spoilers for later on, what are we to believe has happened to him? Because as we learn later, the people under the stairs aren't actually nasty. So what's got him? They they still want to eat him, don't they? They're still hungry. I, I think Everett shot him with some flour and then he died or something. Maybe he, um, had, um, maybe he had celiacs and they force-fed him lots of like wheat <laughs> and flour. And, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. oh no! And then in his last dance of strength, he yeah. just put him by the stairs. But like the the uh, the the grunge band Pearl Jam 
are like eating his hand, right? <laughs> Gonna eat this hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're chumming him up. And also, is there is there a TV in the wall with the Gulf War on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. I assume it's the Gulf War oh. based on the date. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, it's a weird little CRT, like a really small one. Um, and it's inside the wall. Yeah, so it's like for them to watch for the for the kids to stay on top of current, current affairs. Events. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys are never going to get out of here. But if you do one day, you might want to go and get involved in that golf war. That yeah. downstairs oh. bit is weird as well because it's like just like slats. Um, it's like a pallet on its side, and there's like a torchlight that seems to shine behind, like a music video. Because <laughs> the people on the stairs have got have got torches, people under the stairs, yeah, and and sometimes the stairs up to not you know back up to the ground level from the basement will periodically just turn into a slide. Yeah, I mean I don't understand. Who knows what Everett McGill? Who knows what Mummy and Daddy sort of? I don't, I don't understand what what they are or what they do because they what well, they kill people. Um, they steal kids, they take parts out of them and turn them into like these scrungy kids who eat people and, and watch you go under the stairs you go under the stairs if you've been bad, like if you won't yeah. take out the papers or the trash um or you talk back. see no evil, hear no evil, see here, speak no evil thing, and if they break those rules, apparently if you break any one of those three so what's the the what's the slidey stairs for? Just looks looks badass. Must be a maybe it's, maybe it's a trick him uh, to go down. Imagine oh, do you want to go on a slide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, imagine, I guess so. yeah. Imagine how shocking that would be though, walking down some stairs and suddenly he presses the button and you're like, bleh, bleh, wee! later on in the film when the fool's on the stairs, he doesn't turn him into a slide, he just boots him down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he likes mixing it up, then he's just like, Yeah, sometimes yeah. I like watching people go down the slide, other times I'm just like <laughs> booting them down there. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So it's where I was. Yes, I think he's he, down there with the body. He's down there. He slid down there. Um, Spencer's been slurped off, as is horror movie tradition. And the people in the stairs are all trying to get him. They're all like reaching out with their hands. And you sort of get people saying "fool," but then he is rescued by um, by the daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's he's rescued and. Um, I think is this the point where she explains, "Oh, you've got to, you've got to go. You're not allowed to. You're not is allowed that to now, be." Or is that not after Leroy's dead? Oh yeah, she just lets him out, and he. I just put him that he he gets rescued by the abused daughter, so she just mm. pulls him out, and then he runs off, and finds Leroy, who he isn't dead. dead. He's just lying so on the floor, stuck in, a, stuck in a vent for some reason. Gold. Go <laughs> looking for treasure, literally looking for looking for them coins. But um, yeah, this is when they meet the dog again, and again, this is the maybe one of the the next examples of them not having a very good plan because Leroy just goes round like behind the sofa, and the dog just walks in to fool just standing in the living room. <laughs> this is terrible, and then. Ving Rhames like pops his head out anyway, like straight away. It's just like <laughs> the most ridiculous plan at ever. This point, the dog appears to have no problem with fool. He just walks in like, yeah, 
It's only yeah. full. Nothing to worry yeah. about with him. He hasn't really he hasn't remembered yeah. that he slagged him off a minute ago and his mum. But as soon um, as Ving Rems turns up, again, he's biting him. And then the solution to get rid of the dog that's biting Ving Rams to death is for Fool to grab him by the hand, drag them in a human chain to the electrified doorknob, and yeah. then electrocute them almost all to death. Yeah, it's it's a it's a risky play, but he uh, I think he chose right. He chose the right thing to do on the night. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, because it appears to just be regular effective against the um, <laughs> the humans, but it's super effective against the dog. Because <laughs> he takes... Because we know our water type animals. Yeah, dog types are weak <laughs> against electricity. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, the dog is really having to have a lie down from the terrible electrocution, whereas they can run upstairs. Unfortunately, Daddy gets himself into his gimp suit so he can... Get a plus one on his shooting. Yeah, um, yeah, he kind of <laughs> goes a bit, a bit uh, BDSM Elmer Fudd. Uh, start. He's, he's very trigger happy. Like he doesn't really seem to aim too much. Just kind of shoots, shoots off all over the place. Um, yeah. And then he gets Ving Rhames. I can't remember how how it happened. Oh, I think the dog comes into into the cabinet where Ving Rhames is hiding. Or something. Something spooks him into the open. Yeah, um, and he come and he comes out and oh, he no. shouts to shouts to fool, right? Yeah, he says run fool. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, the daddy thought he was talking to him. Blows uh, him away. It wasn't um it wasn't a, a shotgun thing. He had like a laser guided pistol. Like there the one is. that the Terminator has. <laughs> the the first gun in Terminator One. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, you're right. It, he he laser pistols this guy. He only gets the shotgun out when he needs to penetrate wall. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of ridiculous because he's blowing holes like in all over the house with his shotgun. And when the police turn up soon, no one once says there's shotgun. <laughs> there's holes in the wall for someone's been shotgun blasted all over the place. It seems yeah, like nobody yeah. notices. Does he not care about I thought maybe if the the mum character was like the masonry, please leave the walls out of it. But no, but no, they don't seem to care either. But yeah, they they shoot. He shoots Leroy to death, and all he has to say is, "Dickhead called me a fool." Yeah. Little do they know that that's his. That's not wasn't slagging him off oh, at yeah, all. Yeah, because he shouts, "Run, fool!" Didn't they? Run, fool! Yeah. Run where? Run fucking where? <laughs> that's when he ends up in in like the bathroom or or wherever it is with with Alice. Hmm. She. There's a bit of exposition, I think. Tells him what's yeah, going she on. Says, oh, yeah, she says like there's roach in the walls. Um, but... People under the stairs. We got fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, gimps in the hallways. <laughs> this is a weird house, mate. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, like, you've actually got to if you want to escape. Sometimes going in is the way out. So you've got to go into the walls if you want to find your way out the house. And fool wasn't up for it, but um, he's very quickly saved by. Um, by Roach, and they have another. This is another like this is like a kids comedy movie moment because he gets pulled into the walls by Roach. At first, he's a bit spooked, but then they kind of work together. So the gimp turns up to shoot them, Daddy, and uh, Roach has a slingshot, like a proper Dennis the Menace slingshot, oh, and he like yeah. pings a rock off his head, and the guy's like, oh, falls over comically, and they they run off into the walls. Isn't the dog going after them, but Roach is like 
developed a trapdoor chute that leads them down into the kitchen cupboard. Yeah, that makes him <laughs> flying out on like a dinner tray onto the kitchen cupboard, looking very confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know what happens here. Um, so this is when this is when the police come. I've got the little I've got the little list here. So so the gimp gives up trying to shoot them. The police come. Um, and basically go, oh, there's a bloody, there's a car parked out here, and Fool is banging on the windows now. He can see down to the police, but they can't hear him, despite the fact in one external shot there appears to be no glass in the window next to him. Um, but nevertheless, they, um, they they can't hear him, and they they kind of say, oh, no, um, we don't know who that van is. In fact, we saw a couple of guys, we saw a couple of guys walking away, Um yeah, we saw we saw a couple of guys walking away from from mm-hmm. here. Oh, at this point, does the man only think he's still after roach in the walls? Because it's after they look at the van that the guys are in that yeah, they see the scout. Found... They see the scout uniform. Yeah, well, that could yeah. be anyone's scout uniform. No, there was a little boy as well. Wow. And at that point, <laughs> they know that he is also probably in the house, right? And it's not just roach in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they capture him as well. Uh, I can't remember how. At some point, they, they somehow managed to capture a fool. They capture him a few times, don't they? Throughout the yeah, because this is there's a lot. This, of, there's a lot of just like running around. This is the thing where you think they've captured. escaped and then they haven't, because then that happens. This is when technically the little boy becomes the villain of the piece because he engineers a situation that gets the dog killed. Is that happen? That happens here. So he pushes the thing. He's Evan McGill stab in the wall with his um, his bayonet, bayonet, yeah, um, and he pushes the dog in the way of it or something. Yeah, because that's another thing. But again, fool has no plan, and it's like, right, I'm sick of this dog chasing me. I'm gonna stand here, and then he, the dog just gets him and bites him for ages. But he holds it against the wall, and it gets stabbed instead. It's quite a sad little bit. Dogs only following orders. Yeah, that dog's uh, pretty much earlier right. they fed that dog a hand as well. And he kind of ate the hand like it was a... Uh, Spencer's a, hand? A it's rare that I get pissed off with dogs in, a, in movies and like kind of want them to die. But apart from Cujo and maybe this dog, I was like, ah, oh, come on, just finish him off. He's become a nuisance. Yeah. I'd, have tried, I'd have tried to turn him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, then. Come here. <laughs> Who's a good boy? I've got two hands here. You can, have a, you can have both of them if you stay on my side until the end. <laughs> All right. Listen, I haven't like given you a kick in or sent you in. I, all we've done so far is sent you down on a <laughs> sent you down on a tea tray. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, is this so is ridiculous. This is where the dog gets it. And again, we have like a comedy bit where the man and the woman they think they've got them. This is well, I want you to see the body, and he pulls it out only to find it's his dog, and they are a little bit sad for a minute. Um, but, it's kind of the dog kind of like falls through the hole, like as if to go. It was me, you bloody stabbed. Yeah, <laughs> you've got me, and I've and I've died. I Daddy think this changes after, out of his gimp suit. This is after Roach is dead, right? I think it's before because he has to get captured in a minute. And I, I was just right. I've got, I'm following these notes that I wrote as I was watching yeah, it. But yeah. you're right. This is it's an incredibly like so much happens in this film. It's madness. <laughs> Um, at, at some point, Fool gets captured and put in 
kicked down the stairs and like placed oh okay yeah so this is and he's like he puts them in the cannibal cage uh, and he's feeding or he like ties them up to the thing outside it and he's feeding bits of ving rames to to, thing, to the cannibal to the, kids to the, to, the, to the people under the stairs before shoving him in some brine or whatever is he keeps in like some puddle and then he shoves the kid into the cannibal thing uh, but the cannibals don't attack or eat him today i think no Maybe. they don't they're just they're just talking to him so i think this actually might be the bit where where roach slingshots the guy so he saves him because fool goes in and he um is this where he goes out and like nut punches the the guy there's, yeah. there's, there's all sorts of things that go on but basically at some point when they get captured they get captured by both of them and this is when they say, right, it's time for total spring cleaning. Fool gets chucked in the basement and in with the people under the stairs. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, meanwhile, the daughter Alice, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alice. yeah. Yeah. Alice gets like chucked on the floor in some blood and then is made to have a very, very hot bath. Yeah, this bath seems super scalding hot. I mean, they're at least they've got a good boiler in the house because. <laughs> That is a whole bathtub. It's like steaming everywhere, and uh, I feel her pain. I think she even looks a bit like red and flushed afterwards, which obviously you're kind of cooking, cooking yourself. Yeah, she, gets she gets lobstered. She gets truly lobstered. Pinchy. It looks bad. I, I, like I was saying earlier, if if my foot, if I put my foot in a bath and it's too hot, it, it's unbearable. If it gives, if it leaves you like the pink socks, I am um... pink socks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just. Just a hor- horrific thing. Just imagine being stuck in a bath. I guess you'll get used to it pretty quick, right? You do Would get you? used to it pretty quick, but every every body part you put in there has to get used to it. So you put your legs in there, like, <laughs> and then your thighs. But then, yeah. you know, obviously, if you're if you're male and you're getting in a hot bath, your testes are uh, are getting cooked. Cooked. Again, put, put through them. <laughs> very sensitive. So you got to go through that as well. But you know, you could do it. I'm yeah. faking you. Okay, well, so Roach has been injured. He's been shot in the leg or, or side or something. Shot in part of the Roach. And he he say when falls in with the cannibal kids in with Pearl Jam, he gets he, taken into a boiler. He um, saves he saves Fool first. He weakened at Bernie's the people under the stairs. He gets Fing Rams to come up like he's a zombie, like he's dead. He goes, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooks him. And then you see he's got an injury, which he gives him some coins and then dies from. Yeah. He also says if you go in this, like a furnace thing, there, I said, if you go up, that leads back into the house. So Fool climbs up, and I think that's when he ends up back in the bedroom with Alice. Yeah, and then he punches, he put, he punches the guy in the in the, in the crotch, and then lamps him. And then he climbs out the window and jumps off. Yeah, I'm sorry, I I was mistaken. He kills the dog. Gets the dog dies here, not before. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The dog gets fought beforehand, but um, this is where he finally kills the dog. And you're right. They get up to the they get up to the attic. Alice is too scared to jump out and gets recaptured, but Fool jumps down on into the pond that he saw mm-hmm. at the very beginning, and he escapes and goes and escapes and goes home. With a little bag of coins. Yeah. Like a couple of gold coins. But like anyone who, who's played 
Astrobot's uh, VR adventure or playroom, whatever this game's called, you get a few coins on the first go, but you always want to go back to the level to get the rest of the gold coins. You need to hundred percent the level. You yeah. need all those hundred percent. Especially if they're rent. worth. Especially if they're worth how much we're still to believe handful, they are. It's worth nine well, years' rent. It's like oh. the diamonds in uh, the Lost City of Zinge all over again. You know, just get a few in your pocket, even that one yeah. at the end, which they Make throw sure off the, the chocolate before you go back to the house. Yeah, that, <laughs> hang that on, let me just check. Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck! A chocolate, not even good chocolate, a cheap, nasty chocolate. Calendar chocolate. As a, Calendar as a child, chocolate. I used to think that that was the that was the thing. That's why you bite coins. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just check that they're not chocolate. Oh, why do you bite coins? Oh, even the thought of it. You know, if you've got a filling, kind of. Oh yeah, just don't do that. Me a bit. Don't lick you've... batteries. Ugh. Um. So did he buy because it's like if it leaves a tooth, if it leaves a tooth mark. Then it's like, then it's like not good. Gold, gold. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but he's he's determined he's going to go back. So we meet the granddad character who we haven't met in the opening scenes. Right. This is when we meet granddad. It's, it's almost like the actor who plays granddad. So uh, Grandpa Booker, Bill Cobbs. It's like he wasn't around for the start of this film. Like he wasn't available, and they were like, "Well, we'll, we'll chuck you in on this bit," because it felt. Because yeah. honestly, I was like, "Who's this guy?" I just thought he was the guy who knew the value of coins. No, because he sort of says, oh, if, this was, if this was anyone else, I'd give you a spanking and send you back to take them, take them back to the people you'd burgled. But as it's he those, knows as it's those the murderers, yeah, yeah. Then, I'll, um, then I'll... Yeah, and he tells the story here saying, well, okay, a couple of bullet points for you. Point one, pay your <laughs> rent for nine years. Point two, your mum can be cured of cancer now. Operation's going to be tomorrow. Um, point three. Oh yeah, those guys actually brother and sister, not not parents, and they've been stealing kids for years, but just haven't had the interest in doing anything, I suppose. But you want to stay well away from them. The fool's yeah. having none of that. He goes, I'm going back. Yeah, he's going back. I was kind that of like ready for this film. Die. He does want to die, doesn't he? Yeah. He wants to punch adult men in the nuts just to see <laughs> what the repercussions would be. Come on, then. Come yeah. on. Just as a gimp, are you with a shotgun in my face? I don't give a fuck. He's yeah. absolutely nails. He's nails. <laughs> Think about um, it. He lasts infinitely longer than Ving Rhames did. A, a, Ving fully, Rames grown, a yeah. fully grown beast of a guy. The thing is, if, Ving Rames, if there wasn't a dog, if Ving Rhames was up hand-to-hand against uh, Everett McGill in his gimp suit, I, can't, I, my, I would bet on Ving Rhames. Because Ving Rhames is a beast. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, so, before goes back to the house, I don't know if the police are there at that point. They're like having a tea this party is, or something. This is when they have... Um, this tea is the, part, the start of Fool's plan, right? So, first thing he does is he goes to the, the call box and says, oh, I want to point some... I want to report some child abuse. So, he, he turns whistleblower and says, oh, some child abuse going here. Yeah. But um, they, sadly, send a, they send a lot of people for a potential child abuse case. I mean, well, they get I'm not free, free cake or whatever they get there. They like yeah. the commissioner. I'm not. Uh, I'm just scratching yeah. what they would do. But I, I thought, if you, if you reported a, like a, a, a something like that, would they send a whole squad? Know, would they, yeah. Would they hit the, the whole squad there? The department you guys. <laughs> yeah, to get some Battenberg and a a Roy Bosch tea. And the posh people. 
lovely yeah, bit. Yeah, they kind of and... point out, don't they, that they, they're like, oh, no, there's definitely no child abuse, but put on a lovely yeah. spread here, so send the rest Ed, of the police around, and they've got pipes and music and all sorts. <laughs> luckily, Daddy has, has got the polyfiller on the walls just to get rid of those shotgun, shotgun yeah. shells. Um, yeah, so I can't remember how Paul gets back in. He, he somehow manages to find himself he's, back inside the house. He's hiding in the kitchen cabinet when all the police leave. He's but hiding think... in like the top kitchen cabinet, probably the most difficult one to get in and <laughs> like not fall through the bottom. He's like right at the top. <laughs> He comes back. He would have had to, whilst they were talking about cake or swapping stories, behind them, you would have seen him taking all the cups and stuff out of a cupboard yeah. and then like <laughs> climbing inside. Plunk, he'd, drop a, he'd drop a cup and go, whoop, just catch it at the last moment before. Yeah. yeah. Like on his foot. Um, <laughs> although yeah. maybe this is part of the plan. Maybe he had to report the child abuse so the whole police department would go round. And maybe the cupboard he's hiding in isn't where all the cake plates are. He, he knows. So yeah. Had to have taken <laughs> them all out. Yeah. Uh, so he finds Alice again and he's like, Look, Alice, although I have no proof, your mum and dad aren't your mum and dad. So if they, if they, I think you should try and kill them the next time you see them, please. Because um, we know they're brother and sister, we, because Booker T said so. Grandpa Booker T. Grandpa said so, yeah. But we don't know. I mean, Alice could still be their daughter. But... She's on board with it. She she thinks, yeah, now you mention it, it does make sense that they probably stole me as a baby. Um, I'm, I'm all good. But unfortunately, it's not only old Poindexter that can have a plan because um, Mommy and Daddy pretend they're going off to bed, but actually they've set up a complex tape recorder device that has them doing their prayers. <laughs> Absolutely batshit crazy. This bit is—it's just so so ridiculous. And, and also, I don't understand because what was what was Fool's plan? Because what he does is he like he's he's trying to creep up on them with like a poker. These two adults, and he's like walks into the room ready to get them, and he's like. Oh, they got it, and it's and it's just a tape recorder. What were you gonna do if they were there doing their prayers? Bash them? Just kind of bash them. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He's just gonna gonna Poke punch him. him. He's gonna punch him. him the gimp in the balls, and then and then kill them both with that poker. But um, what's happened is while he was distracted by the tape recorder, um, the guy has got back. You know, the man has got back into his gimp suit, giving his shotgun more effectiveness. But you know, he's not, he's failed to think here is that the gimp suit gives him lots of protection in lots of areas. Not in the eyes, though. He gets a classic thumb in, in the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think he ends up back in the basement, right? Yeah, he smashes them. I'll, I'll run through this. So basically, he smashes them with a the poker. Made a note here that don't worry, because based on that terrible brain injury, the gimp's probably going to get a terrible like subarachnoid hemorrhage and die in a couple of days anyway. So in many ways, in the long game, he's won. Um, he goes back, he climbs up the chimney and rescues Alice from the attic where she's been yeah. trapped. And he and says, then, climb down the chimney with me. There's only like your mum and dad aiming a shotgun up the chimney. Yeah. It'd be but fine. He, but yeah, but the next plan is, to wait for them to point their their head up the chimney to shoot at them and then chuck a brick at them, which he does. And then they jump down the chimney 
and poke their fingers in the woman's nose until she's also defeated. <laughs> yeah. And then they slide down to the basement, like you say, and the, the the people the people under the stairs are there. And again, no Pearl there's Jam. no there's no plan. But thankfully the communities all come out and they're all at the door. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So the sister and all the others at the door said, "Boo! What's going on here?" Um, goes to drop a racial slur, doesn't she? And then everyone kind of like appears around the corner. Don't so... you dare! <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, and then the the daughter just falls out of the ceiling and knocks knocks the mum out temporarily. <laughs> that was absolutely mad. Where where did she come from? Is there like a series of uh, events and some ducks yeah, and she, stuff? She jumps out the ceiling and says that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fool is back in the basement and he tells and he, <laughs> and, and, he and he meets the grunge band. He has established at this point that they're not wrongans and says you know, you're gonna get out. You're gonna get back out there, outside to the three main things to attract them outside. Do you remember what they were? Oh yeah, women was one. I remember that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did they the, say sun? The sun. The sun. The birds yeah. and birds. the women. The sun, the birds, and the women. Because the women of this town, what they're gonna want is these emancipated, blue, sunken-eyed <laughs> zombie people who don't speak, who look like meatloaf when he's made up to look like a vampire. Just wandering around. Oh, this kind of guy. I want to get to know him. So yeah, these yeah. these <laughs> emaciated, like little skeleton zombie yeah. chalky men that want to get them out of there. They probably don't even um, know the concept of like sexuality, or maybe they do. You know, you know who knows what's been going on down there. Well, they've, the, they've, they've had the TV. It can't be Gulf War twenty four seven. But. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I also wonder, bearing in mind they were thrown down there as children when they got out of hand, how do they all have adult clothes? Where do they get their cut-off denim jackets from? From the people that they they, they kill, I guess? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, else is... Cut-off denim know? jackets. They're all dressed like... <laughs> yeah. Flannel, hey, like sleeveless, sleeveless yeah. denim jackets. Um, but you know what else is in the basement? Well, there's a few things, actually. There's Dynamite. Fuck, t- fuck tons of dynamite and Scrooge McDuck's money bin. They <laughs> said yeah. that Scrooge McDuck's money. Dived straight into it. But there's, a like a where, oh. there's a bit where Fool says, I w- it's weird that you put the dynamite next to the money, but okay. Like, he's kind of trying to make it seem less <laughs> weird for the audience. Um, but it is weird to have dynamite and money in a safe. Why would you just keep a load of dynamite? Yeah, well, and why would you keep it in the safe? Because surely, if your safe ever gets, you ever get locked out, your safe, you're going to want that to get to get into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, is it, this is one of the things I'm not sure if you've seen. It. Have you seen the? I think it's like the PG cut of of Deadpool two, where it's done like um, like the Princess Bride, where he's talking to um, the guy from it. And it has a point in that where he, he says he talks about something being like bad writing and they're, they're pointing out very overtly. And um, <laughs> the, the guy says, like, pointing out that pointing out that it's bad writing doesn't mean that it's no longer bad writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel that that's the issue with the dynamite. Like, yeah. isn't it stupid yeah, yeah. that you put your dynamite right next to all of your money? Um, 
but you're right, and he's he's tricked him. I don't know how he's done this. Like, is he put he's wedged coins into, into the, the candles? candles. Yeah. I mean, that it, again, madness. That is just like. <laughs> First of all, he's got to think about it as a concept of to trick him, and then he's got to somehow have it pay off. Well, so all he needs, it, is, it all drops... he needs is 20 <laughs> seconds while this 13-year-old boy wires a bomb. Candles like that last hours, don't they? They don't. You'd have to do a, a test run, see how yeah. quickly it goes, is this, time it's just it, a trick. mark on. Is it just to trick the guy to think that he's over there counting the coins? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the gimp's like, oh, I know what you're doing. You're counting them coins. I've done it myself many times. Yeah, he says that. As if the kid can't resist counting the coins. Stand out of sight and then throw a coin into that corner. We'll have exactly the same, (laughs) exactly the same outcome. Yeah. The fact that he's wedged them into candles is Maybe he had a lot of time to think about it when he was hiding in the kitchen cabinet. Oh, he had loads of time. He'd already thought of scenario A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Of all the different things he was going to do. This, from what I've known of this guy whose house I've been in for a little while, I reckon he's going to be well into counting those coins. <laughs> um, but yeah, he comes, he comes down, and basically says, "Oh, um, I've got a bomb here, so I don't care anymore. If I die, that's fine. But if you shoot me, this bomb's going to go off." And, I reckon if you shot someone, they might fall away from the bomb, not like fall forwards and put the wires together. It's hard, isn't it? Because if they're gonna, because he's got to put the wires together. So if you automatically just go shotgun him in the stomach, <laughs> boom, <laughs> dead. Yeah. But um, no, he says, "All oh, right, you'll you you if you get me, then um, then I then you'll you'll be for it as well. All your money's gonna get, all your money's gonna get blown up, and you'll get blown up. I'll blow this place to hell." Um, but then what happens is the mom has got back up so the woman's back up from being knocked out, they took her eyes off for a second and she is uh, chasing um, the girl Alice with, with a knife but she didn't account on the grunge band under the stairs breaking through the stairs and eating her? Yeah yeah, I think they do so they, they, they eat her up um, meanwhile, Fool just sets off the bomb that he's next to. Yeah, I mean, that was his <laughs> yeah. plan. As long as he just sets off the bomb and dives out the way behind the wall, yeah, he's going to be fine. All right. I mean, he's, he's worked it out. He's thought about it in the cupboard. He knows all possible outcomes. I mean, <laughs> the Fool is a bit of a misnomer. His real name is Point Dexter. So he knows he's actually very, very clever. He's a Point Dexter. He knows exactly yeah. when to dive out of the way. He's got all the calculations down, and so yeah. rightly so, because what happens is the very, very specific explosion doesn't appear to do much structural damage to the house, but kills that man, or at least knocks him out so he drowns in the pool, in the water that he falls into, where he kept being frames his body. So he is, we assume he is either dead already or drowned. Um Structurally, the house is okay, but explosions do come out of the windows and out the chimney, blasting the money up into the heavens and redistributing yeah. it yeah. to the people. It was basically like a big version of that uh, glass <laughs> phone box in Noel's house party, where the money, where you go yeah. in and you go collect yeah, as much yeah. money as you can, um, which I liked. It, looked, it was yeah. fun. So Mr. Creates... Only, I was expecting Mr. Blobby to be there as well, but he wasn't. He creates like a cash vortex. <laughs> some some would argue 
if you truly wanted to redistribute the wealth amongst the community that suffered at the hands of these people, he might have captured the man and bearing in mind the guy had counted the money, he could have distributed it in a more fair way versus who was how there much, on how that much day. How much is there? Split. Yeah. And how much can you catch as it flutters from the sky? As everyone's dancing and high-fiving, trading, like, trading, like saying, I've got loads of cash here, uh, the, the grunge band, the kids, they leave all together. And I, I think in tribute to their sister in the house, they call themselves Alice in Chains. And they start a new band. <laughs> And they become quite famous. Have a couple of good songs. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant! But yeah, mal- maladjusted cannibals, victims of abuse, <laughs> and probably with families out there in the world, are just left to wander into the streets in search of sunlight, birds, and women. Apparently, yeah. Alice in Chains were formed in 1987. So uh, unless this film was set in 1987, well, they formed when is. they were in the. Yeah, thing. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah they made a, They went right. Who's going to be the bassist? They then? broke into the scene, as in out of the cage of the in 91. From under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> From under the stairs. Yeah, the guy kind of looks like Jerry Cantrell, uh, the, the main one with the long hair. <laughs> I think you've. I think you've cracked this one wide open. It's got to be. But yeah, okay. um, and then we end up with a, a beautiful and meaningful song um, called Do the Right Thing, which is um, it's about doing the right thing. Come on, just do uh, I don't think we that. see Alison in full at the end. I imagine they're dancing, smooching. Maybe a bit, a bit young for that, I don't know. <clears throat> I've got some um, name game for you, if you guys are up for it. Go on. Yes. Might always, be quite a ready. We might. Be quite not difficult. Oh, but you know what? Uh, I've only got three though, so you have to make the most of them. Um, okay, number one. Uh, so there's a film I watched the other day. It's about a minister, and he, he tries to pick up his prayer book, but it's got some kind of syrupy stuff stuck to the bottom of it, so he can't he can't pick up his prayer book. It's something under the prayers. It's something under the prayers. Something under the prayers. What's sticky? Syrup? Something Uh, sticky and syrupy. Treacle under the prayers. Treacle (laughs) under the prayers. Good one. Okay, number two. You've got three, and that's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got got another one, but it hasn't got the setup. (laughs) So we'll wing it. Okay, so uh, this is one I watched. It's about a bunch of 70s dancers, and they're boogieing. But shit goes down. One of them finds a bug in his trousers. <laughs> what in his trousers? A bug, like an insect the, in his trousers. The beetle under yeah. the flares. The beetle under the, <laughs> beetle under the flares. <laughs> when um, Putin's favorite Western action star wasn't allowed to have a birthday party as a kid, um, he had a strop and hid under the furniture. <laughs> the, 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 the seagull or seagull under the step under the chairs the seagull under the chairs yeah okay yeah, so <laughs> so you've got um okay yeah so you, you break down and you is this film i watched <laughs> i completely forgot the thing you break you break down and then you're like i need to get the spare tire out and as you go to as this person tries to take the spare tire out there's a 
there's like a, a little ratty creature under the spare tire. <laughs> the weasel uh, under, the, under spares? the spares. The weasel under the spares. Well done. I mean, I mean that's just just fantastic. That was good. Bit of brain, uh, some brain teasers for you there. Get that ticker over. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess we need to rate the film. I think I think I'm not sure what I'm going to go for. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first because I'll end up basing it around what you guys go with. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with my gut, and my gut is saying C plus. Like it's got a lot of cool. It's very. You're not going to see any other films like this. It's a very specific type of film. It's a very unmarketable film. I, I can't imagine what Wes was thinking or what his financiers were thinking when he said it will be like every film yeah. <laughs> that you've ever seen. Um, but it's kind of fun. Uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it again anytime soon. Uh, and yeah, C. Plus. What else can you give it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I did enjoy it. I had a lot of fun with it. I was laughing. Um, so the comedy worked, no matter how awkwardly some of the lines landed. Um, I mean, it's pretty mad. But still, I had a good time with it. I'll probably go a little bit more than you. I'll go for a B minus, I think. I've been ever so generous lately. <laughs> After your Congo A last week. Oh, yeah. I stick by that. Um, yeah. I think, for me, it's it's so strange like i said at the top like 90 percent of it could be like a goosebumps level intro to horror quite a child friendly i think back to your conversation with alice about things that are suitable for a younger audience 90 percent of this would be a good entry into into horror but there's just those couple of elements like how often they say fuck or a guy being shot to death and then fed to people that are just individual scenes that really feel like a big spin out mm. of this one and it, and it's strange and if, it, if if our recap has given anyone who hasn't seen this an impression it is bonkers it is an insane movie my other note on that was like at the point where it feels like it's wrapping up I looked at the time and there was like 30 minutes left yeah, the bit where he goes back to the house feels like, oh, what? Really? Do you reckon, like, when they first did it, like, they went to the editors and went, oh, it's uh, 10 minutes too short. He goes, okay, I've added another 40 minutes to this. Um, yeah, it's, it is absolute craziness. And, like, Luke, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch it again for a little while, but, like, you, Ben. I don't think I had a bad time watching it. No. There's, there's some perfectly fun things and there's some good imagery and you know what, I had a jolly good time. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna join you on a uh, on a C plus. Very cool. nice. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, what are we doing next week? If we're not doing this, uh... Jackson. I think we're down for Prince of Darkness, another John okay, Carpenter cool. uh, bad boy, which uh, I've not seen for quite a while, long, long time. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Um, 
join us for that, Andy, if you want to just make it a trio. Yeah, three in a row. Why, why not, eh? Why not? We're all we're all guesting elsewhere in the next couple of weeks as well, right? Yeah. Um uh, yep. we should do Prince of Darkness and then do um what's the third one in the in the Carpenter trilogy called In the Mouth of Madness? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's in the one. In the Minds of Madness? I can't remember what it's called. In the, in the mouth, mouth is the Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Um if you want to follow us on social media or whatever, follow Andy at at Super Andy CT. I flipped it actually. I'm at Andy it. CT writes now. I beg your pardon. Can you do that? Yes, you can change it. Can you do that? Do that? Yeah, he did <laughs> um, it. Uh, follow Ben at at Ben Arrington. Or one ben, word. Ben underscore Arrington. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Shall we do That's yours, right. Luke? <laughs> follow Luke at Luke Condor with a K. No, it's Luke of Condor, isn't it? On everything. <laughs> It is, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, if you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cameron for our few music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Come and join the Facebook group where you can join some amazing people uh, like Troy Bush, Ben Scaife, David Nesbitt, um, Anthony... Is Anthony Doyle right? I want to get your surname right. Um, loads of cool people. Come and say hello. That's the Horror Hangout Board Advisors. I'm always amazed by how much the guys in that group have seen. <laughs> like whenever yeah. a film comes yeah. up, everyone's already seen like everything. Um, they're all very uh, educated horror people. It's a nice um, community as well. I think it's nice if, like, if you've got any ideas, any films you want to suggest, if you want to get in with us talking about quizzes at the top as well, Ben. I know. Um, one of the other suggestions was like maybe next time we do it, we'll pair it with something that the group can do at the same time. Um, yeah, we'll yeah, work. Idea. We'll work on some cool stuff. Yeah, and if you've got other people that we should challenge as well. So um, obviously, you guys want to recapture the crown from from the nice Chianti crowd. We've had the the Valkyries guys on with us previously before. We're all on their podcast the next couple of weeks, right? Have you guys already recorded with them? Yeah. Friday, I think. I'm doing Friday next, recording. and then I'm on. I'm with them the week after to do some classic horror as well. Um, but yeah, what are you going to be chatting about? We're doing American Werewolf in London, I believe. Cool, Very nice. We're doing the thing, yeah. the ting, which uh, was which you <laughs> joined us on sequel. this podcast for, didn't you? <laughs> the Caribbean sequel, <laughs> the ting. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. I don't know if it's worth rewatching it because I've seen it like a lot, but maybe I just need a little refresher. Never a bad time nice to watch the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna point, stick it on. Point. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. I'm gonna eat a bag of crisps, drink some hot Ribena, and watch an episode of Samurai Jack for bed. Sounds absolutely <laughs> lovely. You're gonna, you're gonna check in with Dunstan before bed, Ben. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do a little recap. You know, I think I need a recap. Maybe I'll save it for the weekend. Who knows? I might watch the trailer because I've never seen Dunstan checks in. I'm pretty sure. It, pretty sure I've not seen it. Missing out, man. You're missing Am out. I? It's, a, it's a gap in your in your uh, film fan. Call yourself a cinephile. Call <laughs> yourself a cinephile. You haven't seen Dunstan checks in. Fraud. <laughs> You're a 
fake gamer all over, but for he's films. Doing the um the James Bond thing. It does he's like he's wearing a suit and uh, he, he walks in front of the camera and then shoots it and the barrel is that an, is it a secret agent monkey? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and hunt down <laughs> this movie Link as well. So if anyone anyone listening has seen the movie Link, tell me about it. Let's talk about it because I want to only go and try and find it. Cool. All right. Last one, guys. I'm gonna shoot. Actually, okay, I'll dude. Talk to you in a bit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.